0: Park Hopping Podcast, number 58, quantity, not quality. Celebrating 11 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet, this is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan from DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 58, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that anyone can have their own podcast. Even those who shouldn't. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, we talked a bit about Disneyland's Mickey's Toontown and took a narrated ride on Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin in Disneyland's Mickey's Toontown. Today I want to give some special thanks, tell a story, and then talk about a loss. Now don't worry, it's not a bad kind of loss, just an annoying one. First, a big thank you to Werner of Yesterland.com. Now, Yesterland is a virtual theme park on the web where all the old Disneyland attractions are relocated to after they are removed from the park. It's even started doing some Yester Disney's California Adventure pages now, too, so drop by Yesterland.com sometime and check it out when you've got a couple of hours. It's a great, great, fascinating site if you're interested in Disney theme park history. Now, as to why I'm thanking him... Well, partially it's because he uses several of my photos on his site, but uh, there's a much bigger reason, and I'll get to that in a bit. By now, you probably know I'm a pretty big fan of numbers, even if I'm pretty bad at math. Statistics, though fairly meaningless, are fun to me. For instance, since I posted my first Park Hopping podcast teaser in August of 2005, I've posted 56 more episodes. Actually, I guess that's 57. Told you about the math thing. Dividing this out over the number of months is about 2.6 or 2.7 episodes per month, which qualifies this podcast to be a more than bi-weekly podcast on average, even though there have been many times when I haven't uh, posted a show in months. Statistics, as you can see, are fairly meaningless. Heck, my hosting provider claims 99.9% uptime, which means they can be down for four hours per month and still meet that. But I digress, and I'm not bitter. And speaking of web hosting, here's a story about how I began uh, taking pictures for what would eventually become my website, DisneyFans.com. Now, in 1996, I bought my first digital camera, which was an Epson Photo PC. It was one of the only well actually one of a few digital cameras made at the time and um it was it was a massive camera with a massive 1 megabyte of memory that allowed me to take only about a dozen or so photos at the high resolution of 640 by 480 Basically, the resolution of a low-end cell phone camera these days. Now because of this, I mostly used the small resolution of 320 by 240 so I could get more pictures, and then eventually I upgraded the memory to 5 megabytes and could take up to 99 pictures before I had to hook the camera up to a PC and download images over a serial cable. This was years before there were SD cards or memory sticks, and way before USB cables and Bluetooth about 10 years ago. Now, when I began my traveling job in 1995, I was finding myself working in Irvine, California, and in Orlando, Florida, several times each year. Using an annual pass, I'd head out to the nearest Disney park each evening after work, even if it was only uh, to spend an hour there before they closed. I'd often plan it so I could fly out a little early and uh, return home a little uh, late so I could get a full weekend, you know, a couple of full weekend days to enjoy the parks. Now, on these full days in the park, it was pretty easy for me to fill up a camera with 99 photos. At Disneyland, before Disney's California Adventure was built, the parking lot was right across from the main entrance turnstiles. I'd sometimes actually leave the park and run out to my car to download photos. You know, I'd pop open the trunk where my laptop was stored, hook up the serial cable to the camera, and then wait, you know, the 10 or 15 minutes it took to download the the images. Now, sometimes I'd even close the trunk and then I'd use this time to sit back in the car and close my eyes for a bit. Now, if I hadn't been able to park close to the front entrance, I do remember riding the parking lot tram out to the first stop, then hopping off to run across the lot to my car, and then while I was downloading, the tram would cycle through a few more stops and then return to the front entrance. By the time it cycled again and was back at the final stop, the pictures were usually done and I could catch the tram back to Disneyland. I think this was one of the first signs to me that I was a Disney theme park fanatic. Now, at Walt Disney World, running back out to the car wasn't really practical, especially at the Magic Kingdom, where the parking lot is a few miles away and accessible only by ferry boat or monorail. So I decided that maybe I'd just bring my laptop into the parks with me and I'd store it in the locker. Now, I definitely remember doing this at the lockers under the train station at the Magic Kingdom and also at the lockers near that gas station at the front of Disney MGM Studios. And somewhere on my website, there are a few photos of me sitting around with my laptop in the park downloading pictures. I think this was one of the first signs to me that I was an obsessed Disney theme park fanatic. Now, once the new parking structure was opened back west, I started bringing my laptop into Disneyland as well. And there was this one particular bench I'd sit down to. It was on a side street near the market house where they have the coffee and the uh, lockers right off the corner of Main Street where the ice cream place is. Yeah, you know the one. I liked this bench because there was also a wall outlet near it so I could plug in the laptop while downloading. And at some point in fairly recent years, that bench was removed, and I kind of felt sad about it. I mean, I spent a lot of time there downloading pictures for internet strangers to look at. I think this was one of the first signs to me that I was a really obsessed Disney theme park fanatic. Now, those were some interesting days, back when no one even knew what a digital camera was. Today, it's getting difficult to find someone who doesn't have a camera built into their cell phone. And man, did I go through AA batteries back then. I was never prepared enough to have extra batteries with me, so I'd often find myself stopping into that little Kodak photo hut near Pirates of the Caribbean in Florida. I mean, I admit... Uh, to having a pretty crappy memory about all sorts of things, especially if they're important, but I sure can remember buying tons of extra batteries and paying inflated Disney prices for them. So, uh, I could take pictures for internet strangers to look at. Well, eventually I started using rechargeable batteries, and then towards the end of 2000 I bought a new camera that used removable memory sticks and even had one of those display screens so I could preview photos after I took them. I mean, I paid something like $130 for a 32 megabyte memory stick, and eventually I had several of them so I no longer had to bring my laptop into the parks to download photos. Those were the days. So here I am a decade later, and instead of a one megabyte camera and that many photos per day, I now take several gigabytes, and all at a much higher resolution than that 640 by 480 I started with. Over the years, I've moved on from... Uh, megapixels at 3.2 to 6.3 megapixels and so on, and the only time I've downgraded what I shot was my first trip to Disney's California Adventure in 2001, since by then I'd already learned how fast things change at the California Disney Park, and I wanted to capture as many images as I could, so I just dropped the picture size down so I could take more photos. Quantity over quality, as my website slogan says. Now, after my most recent Disney World trip, that quantity of theme park photos had grown to over 45,000 images. And during this time, I was taking similar photos at Midwest Renaissance festivals and other theme parks and events. So, uh, my other site, at thefair.com, that's fair with an E at the end, has somewhere over 36,000 Renaissance festival photos. And if you do the math, and I hope you do because I'm pretty bad at it myself, you may be surprised, like I was, to find out that I had over 81,000 digital pictures posted online. I can only imagine what the total number of photos I've taken over the years, you know, if I I knew how many offline personal pictures I had, you know, work photos and birthday parties and, you know, stuff like that. Now, I bring this up today not because I think it's an interesting history lesson on the evolution of my websites, because it isn't, and not because I thought you'd find the mental image of me sitting around a Disney theme park downloading photos on a laptop to be funny, because you probably don't, probably think it's kind of pathetic, but because I wanted to find a rambling way to pass along the sad news that I had a hard drive mess up on me recently, and I lost about 16,000 of those photos. Now, I know, I know, I'm the first person to believe in backing up data. In 2002, I accidentally deleted the wrong directory, and I lost all the Renaissance Festival pictures I'd taken that year. And after that, a friend sent me a box of recordable DVDs, and I've been backing up photos to disc ever since. Okay, well, almost ever since. It seems I've kind of gotten lazy the past two years, and while I had a lot of my pictures backed up to DVD, some of the less important ones I just must have forgotten about. Now, part of the reason I grew so lazy when it came to backups was that I have 12 different hard drives backing up all my projects and media right now. The main drive I use for photos is even duplicated. It's redundant. So even if the drive completely fails, I'll still have a backup. But to make a long story even longer, on Saturday, April 7th, something went terribly wrong, and that just didn't work, and I lost about 115 gigs of data. In addition to losing some of the photos, I also lost all of my uh, podcast master files, except for the ones I had on my laptop. Um, And that's not so much a big deal for this podcast, but it would have been nice to be able to go back and remix our pirate comedy show podcast episodes, since we sell CD copies of some of them at our live shows. So, as to why I'm thanking Werner at Yesterland.com, well, he was using enough of my photos that I decided to make him a complete backup of all my Disneyland and Walt Disney World photos last year, and I sent him a six-DVD set, which had all my pictures through 2005. Now, thankfully, he was able to send me back the discs, so I was able to recover all of my Disney pictures. Now, I thought I lost most of my 2006 photos, but I found all the originals still backed up on on a portable hard drive I used on vacation, um, when I was downloading pictures each night. Now, sure, I'll have to go back and resort them all, but at least I have them. It looks like the only images I lost from Disney were the ones I took during my two-evening October visit to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, and I'm still a bit bummed about that, but, you know, it could have been worse. I do have some of them. So, that's all I wanted to say, and speaking of that, the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, then be sure to back them up so you don't lose them when your hard drive crashes, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again, and your only pictures are going to be on a hard drive and not on a DVD somewhere else at Yesterland.com's home headquarters. Now, if you want to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at disneyfans.com, and if you'd rather use the telephone, you can call 206-2030-ACP. That's for another crappy podcast. Again, that's 206 and leave me a voicemail. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 58, quantity, not quality. Thanks for listening, and thanks, Werner, for sending me those photos back. I'll have another show coming up uh, sometime soon. Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com dot to learn more about this and other equally exciting <gasps> mm-hmm. podcasts. Mm.